Welcome to the interview portion of the Spotlight. I am Steven Jensen, as always, here with Jeremy Lambert. And our guest today is the king of Wreck Shit Mountain. He is the unsanctioned pro heavyweight champion. He is the ratty daddy, Cole Radrick. Thanks for coming on the show, man. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks, guys, for having me. I appreciate being on here. Yeah, we appreciate you too, man. And uh, we talked a little bit in the DMs, and you know, you're somebody I've been following for quite a while now. I, I think the first time I saw you was probably at SUP like years ago um, out of Nashville. Um, because you did some shows there like years back, right? Like probably three, yeah, four years ago. Yeah, I did a couple ago. scramble matches, I think. But yeah. For a yeah. couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I got to see you live there. And then I just started seeing you kind of popping up everywhere. And like, I know you're an Indiana guy, but you're also becoming really big in Texas, like specifically in like the Houston area. So what's it been like just like the last handful of years just kind of going from like, just kind of like under the radar to now like people are really starting to notice you, it seems like. Yeah, it's, it really comes out of nowhere. It comes up pretty quickly. Um, honestly, like I started for GCW in like 2019, in December 2019, right before the pandemic hit. And I got lucky enough just to start getting on their shows and more and more often. And uh, during the pandemic, GCW was like one of the few shows running. So I got really, really lucky throughout the pandemic to be able to wrestle and people were able to be to see me do my thing because, you know, there weren't a lot of independent shows going on. And, you know, once things kind of started opening up, uh, it has kind of elevated things and escalated things. And I started wrestling for New Texas Pro. Um, I started doing a lot more East Coast shows. I went to uh, Seattle for uh, Without a Cause. I wrestled at Grap House, which is in Las Vegas. Cat has made an appearance. I apologize. <laughs> we talked about it earlier within 30 seconds. Um, but, you know, I, I just got really, really lucky that, uh, gosh, of course, uh, I got really, really lucky, you know, um, that to have a working relationship with Game Changer Wrestling uh, throughout the pandemic and to be able to be one of their, I think I've gone from a scramble guy. Now I've, you know, I've had my individual matches and uh, I'm showing that, you know, not only can I do, you know, technical wrestling or, you know, uh, UWFI style, which in Paradigm Pro, you know, um, Paradigm Pro is one of those other companies that throughout the pandemic, they were running. And, uh, you know, you look at guys that have came out of Paradigm Pro. You have guys like Myron Reed, who's a star in MLW. You have guys like uh, AJ Gray, who who was a former Paradigm Pro champion. Now he's, you know, wrestling John Moxley at spring break. Like Paradigm Pro has a lot of, lot of great talent that, you know, are usually the guys that are coming up and guys and girls. And um, it's a great company to work for. And I just got very, very lucky to be able to wrestle throughout the pandemic. So um, I think that kind of attributed to my growth. Um, and I don't know. I just tried to really work hard, especially on Section Pro. They helped out a lot, too, for real. Cole, Jensen picked uh, – we do we do an indie spotlight, and Jensen yeah. picked your match against uh, Oren, at the, the death match, as his last week. And I've seen, I've seen some of your stuff like when I watch like full GCW matches, but this was one that I – actively sought out to, to watch and check out. And I just have to ask what possesses a man to do a death match? Uh, it's, I don't know. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good question. Like, <laughs> like an adrenaline junkie. So like, mm-hmm. I think the danger of that, the, un, the unknown of like shit, something could go wrong. You know, can, it can definitely go wrong in those types of matches. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what possesses somebody. It's just like a, it's like a light switch. I'm definitely not like the normal person. I don't think, 
um, whether that be, you know, doing death matches or, you know, wrecking cars in the demolition derby or, you know, doing other dumb, crazy things like dirt track racing. Like I've always done things that uh, were out of the norm or would get your heartbeat racing. And death matches just happen to be another form of that. Yeah, and scars are cool too. As fucked up as that is, it was like, like my my girlfriend was cleaning up uh, some of my cuts. She's like, "You're gonna have so many more scars." I was like, "Chick stick scars." Like, That's from the replacements, yeah, right? Chick stick scars. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if my chick digs it, but like, I mean, she, you know, <laughs> she, I think she digs me still. So like, that's cool. Yeah, and you gave yourself one of those right across the chest too. Oh, uh, see that, that Adam is like R.I.P. Adam Bueller. That, uh, that was one of his staples, and uh, uh, we lost him to cancer. So I just want to shout out Adam Bueller. He was a really fucking good guy. But yeah, uh, that shit was sick. Yeah, see, that, that's, that's one of those where I'm watching. I'm like, yeah, what possesses a man to just do that? And you know, it was a, you said it was a tribute, but still, I just I can't. It's a tribute, and it was just a feeling in the moment. You know what I mean? It was just like. All right, we're fucking here, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. That I, that it was a big match for me, so I it was a it was a big moment. Well, you know, like you mentioned, Paradigm Pro, which I, I love what they do too with the UWFI style stuff, and um, you know, just kind of diversifying your skill set, right? Like you have like the the mixed the mixed rules, like work shoot type stuff. You have like traditional wrestling, and then like we have the deathmatch wrestling you're talking about now. And another guy that I've seen kind of recently have a lot of success going all over the place and then going to death matches is Hoodfoot. Like he recently kind of, you both have like dove in head first now into this scene. Like your, your first death match was gnarly dude. Like that was like a memorable death match and Hoodfoot kind of did the same in GCW. And now he's getting booked all over the place for death matches. Um, do you kind of see yourself doing something similar? Like, do you want to have more of these types of matches? Or do you just want to kind of be, be utility where like any, anywhere that someone thinks you'd be a good spot, like you're ready to go in any situation. Uh, so I definitely could see myself doing some more death matches. I don't know. Um, I was, and I say this, I said this before, you know, in conversations with, with guys like Alex clone and like, uh, and I don't know if you know this or not, but like it was, it was my first death match in GCW, but I've done death matches as early as, 2016 which was my first one was against reed bentley and iwa mid-south um but i've I've been very very selective with how many i've done i think i've done i would say 10 maybe 12 a couple tournaments but um like i'm not a deathmatch guy i will be a guy that does deathmatches um i respect the art too much to consider myself a deathmatch guy but i'm a guy that whenever i do do them i'm going to go as fucking crazy as i can (laughs) Um, like I'm going, I'm not going to be one of those guys that, you know, uh, just does it. And then wants to brag about doing it. I'm a guy that when I do it, it's cause I'm doing it. And it's because I respect the art of the deathmatch wrestlers. So yeah, you can definitely, you can definitely expect me to do a couple more in the future. Um, maybe in the near future. Uh, but th- when I do them, I will do it out of respect and when it matters most. But I'm a utility guy. I like that too. I'm a guy. Whatever you need me, I'm that guy. Send me in. Besides you carving your own chest with the the light tube, the other spot that really stood out to me was the chandelier. And I got to know, did was was there any thoughts of of swinging from the chandelier, of just pulling the whole thing down and using it? What's going through your mind as you're setting up the ladder and you see this thing in the way? I holy shit. 
But <laughs> it's still at a point where like I'm an afterthought that anytime somebody mentions it, it's like I get that same feeling because it's like in in the midst of the match, I'm like, okay, like this, like this is not just another match. Like I can feel it in the moment. I can feel it with the crowd. Like this is this is something that could be really really cool. And I set the ladder up, and like I I don't know what happened. Like I thought I had a grip on it, and I just look up and I just see the chandelier swing, and I'm like, <laughs> you see me like look down. I'm like, oh, like oh man, like I am screwed, and I'm sorry I curse a lot. So please, oh no worries, me. but it's like, but I'm literally like, oh my god, like I'm having the like I am trying to prove a point with this match more than anything else, and I'm looking at the chandelier swing, and it's like, if this comes down. I'm fucked for my career's over. Like I'm going to be forever known as the guy that broke the fucking chandelier in the show though. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And like, it stays out there. And I literally look at, like, I think I looked at a ref. I was like, please help me with this fucking ladder. Cause I'm not <laughs> about to fucking wreck this. Like I'm not trying to tear it down. I get up there and I've never climbed a ladder and tried to lean so far away from the chandelier in my life. <laughs> it was just like, it, it just stopped my heart heartbeat. I was just like, Oh shit. Like this is probably going to be the end of fucking all my hard work and everything. Like, all right, cool. Fortunately, um, fortunately the chandelier did not come down, but that... and if you, and like, obviously this conversation might bring it back up, but like, I don't know if what it says, but like it became an afterthought, like, like the yeah. whole thing, like it could have been like a whole big deal after match. Like, wow, Cole's a real piece of shit. Like, <laughs> not, like, it, it was still mentioned, and it still had a GIF on Twitter, but like, ooh, like it still, it still wasn't as big of a deal as it probably should have been. See, so I'm I not. I wasn't that. even. I wasn't even thinking of like, oh, this is a big deal. Like he hit the chandelier or anything. I wondered how it was gonna like play into the match or anything. No, I can see you no. were worried about it. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like this is great. I'm no. not. I'm of course not thinking about. Oh yeah, if this comes down, like everything screwed. The building they run there all the time. I'm not thinking oh, about that at it, all. It would have been probably the worst thing to ever happen. Uh, it was. It was just. Well, oh that cla- in that case, I'm glad uh, that that did not happen. But as it, a it fan watching, I'm like, this attack. is the coolest thing ever. No, it was a heart attack for me. I was like, oh my god, like, <laughs> don't let this fucking happen. Like this match. Oh my god, that's too funny. Up oh, the audio. Me. Somebody tried to call me. That's okay. Me. All good. Um, well, you know, the the night before this uh, this death match with Orin Vite, you wrestled Billy Starks, and I thought it was a mm-hmm. fantastic match between y'all. And y'all obviously know each other very well. Um, tell the people listening right now, kind of about the Big Starks brand and like what the people involved with that mean to you. Yeah. So like Billy Starks is like my little sister, like legitimately. Um, so back in the I- IWA days, where in a, probably about 2016. Um, I was wrestling a match against Reed Bentley and somebody posted these photos. I was like, Oh, like, that's really sweet. Like it was a photo of me giving like a springboard stunner. And I was like, I messaged uh, Nick Manawa and I said, Hey, like who took these photos? Like they're really sick. And he linked me to a guy named Robert Bellamy. And I, I was like, okay, well, like I hit up the guy. And I was like, Hey man, like that, this was a really sick photo. Do you have to have any more? And he's like, actually, yeah. And he like sent me like three or four. And I was like, Hey man, I appreciate that. Next show comes by and he shows up and he's taking more photos and takes, sends them straight to me. And I just started chatting with him and he, I think, I don't know 
I'm not trying to take credit. I don't know if he messaged me or if he directly messaged Manawal, but um, like he was like, hey, can I like shoot a photo, a couple photos ringside? And Manawal was like, yeah. And like ended up where he would take photos ringside. And um, sorry, freaking voicemail. Um, I hate phones. Um, so he ended up he ended up basically you know working through Ian Rotten and got involved in wrestling that way basically because I started asking him for the photos that he took. So now I I end up going to living in Dayton and he starts traveling to Dayton. He starts taking photos for Rockstar Pro, and he's starting to bring along his kid, which is you know Billy. Yep. While Billy's like 13, 14 years old, asking all these wrestlers like, like, oh, hey, like, how do I get into wrestling? Or like, I like, I want to be a wrestler and like starts watching these matches at that age, like not watching it as a professional wrestling match, but watching it like in a deeper sense and like trying to learn from everything. And ends up, the kid ends up training at like 15 or 16 years old at Grindhouse Pro Wrestling and ends up now me and her dad, Robert or mouse, whatever you want to call him. I call him Robert, but mouse, you know, now we're traveling to New Jersey for JCW and GCW every weekend, or we're traveling to Subgraphs, or we're traveling to Florida for, you know, many weekend, or we're traveling to Iowa. So it's like over the past couple of years, like, you know, all these people that mouse was taking photos, photos of, and all these people that Billy was taking photos of, because that's how she broke into wrestling is she started taking photos with her dad. She did promo shots. Like, all these people that they've met have became family to her, family to them, family to us. So that became Big Shark Sprint. And now you have people like the freaking, you know, uh, Dante Martin and Sky Blue wear, and Lee Moriarty all wearing it on AW because, like, these are all people that, you know, Mouse would give promo photos to and, like, hey, you want to get some shots? Let's get some shots. And, like, Mouse never charges people. Like, that's something that people don't know is Mouse hardly – I don't think he – unless he gets booked, like, he doesn't charge anybody for anything. He's like, if you, if he takes an eight by 10 photo of you, whether it's in the ring or if it's just in the back, like he will take that photo and you can go make eight by tens or make it off of a shirt. He doesn't care. He cares more about go make your money and go get your name out there or have something that looks professional. Like Miles is a very selfless person and he'll never put himself over. And I know I'm ranting, but like, this is why people that love the big search brain and believe in it, do believe in it is because like mouse helps out so many people. And his kid is such a good kid. Like, if you've ever met Billy, she's, like, a sweetheart of a kid. And, like, I don't know. They're really good people. And it's a really great brand. And I love being a part of it. It's like a family. Um, but besides putting Robert over, he sucks. <laughs> uh, I, he's going he's gonna to look at me and message me and call me soft or whatever. But, like, <laughs> like the brand became – it became a thing because he became such a champion of his kid. So he looked at LeVar Ball and, like, how Mello is and how all the other Ball brothers are. And he was like, that's my kid. Like, I'm going to champion for my kid. At the end of the day, like, my kid my kid is going to be, you know, one of the hardest workers. And Billy is. And so the Big Starks brand became the Big Baller brand or vice versa. And that's how it grew. So. Yeah. It's awesome to hear you say all this stuff about Mouse and Billy too, because I got to meet Mouse years ago at Glory Pro, just like standing around. We were just kind of next to each other and he was like taking pictures and we just started talking. And then I would see him at like Sop in Nashville and like just start seeing him kind of different places live. And every time he'd be like, 
my my kid just started wrestling like like every time like he was so excited like my kid just started wrestling my kid just started wrestling and then to see like where she is now just a few years later like it's so cool seeing all of y'all just like really really growing in 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 the world of wrestling right now i mean it's so cool oh yeah the kid's gonna be a star like or she already is a star but she's gonna make a shit ton of money one day so mouse is like all right whatever i'll do all the drives (laughs) now like she's gonna pay for everything later like he's like i'm gonna shoot ringside at wrestlemania or something so like uh yeah, it's it's really cool to see like, like especially if it's like I have a show in like, uh, like Tennessee or New Jersey. He's like, hey, like who's your ride? I don't know yet, Mouse. I have a crappy car, so I'll probably end up driving myself. He's like, all right, let's go. You know, I'll just meet him in Louisville. So like, yeah, it it's really good to see how far, and he'll never give himself credit like of how great of a photographer he is. But a guy that takes as late, like he'll just if you ever see him shooting ringside, like sometimes he just holds up the camera and just like clicks it, and it's fucking art. Like the guy is really naturally good, so it's great to see that his growth as like a photographer from a guy that would just take photos, you know, in the crowd to like where he is at now. It's pretty sick. Did you take it easier on Billy because she has a little sister and her dad was right there? Did you? Um, so like Billy's, if you've ever met Billy, she's a really nice person, but she's also brutally honest. She gets it from her mother. Um, <laughs> she will just, if she watches your match and that she didn't like something, she will be like, all right, well this, you, I know you had a great match, but, <laughs> and, and like, like from that, like me and her have always just been like, when it comes to wrestling, Hey, like, this is what I thought. And I'm, I don't know much. Like I'm an idiot naturally. But, like, if I see someone, like, hey, like, this is something you could have done or, like, we'll tell each other that. Like, we've both been very brutally honest in wrestling to help each other grow because I think she can see something about me differently than the way I could see something about her wrestling. So, yeah. I've never really taken it easy. And then definitely when we wrestle, she hits the piss out of me. So, I have to do the same. (laughs) Like, and it's out of love. She's my little sister. But, like. The kid hits hard. Like, anybody that wrestles her, the kid knocks the hell out of you. And, like, her parents are like, you better hit her back. Like, Robert tells me every time, like, he, uh, he, Robert wasn't at the uh, last um, GCW show. But when he found out that we were wrestling, he literally was like, you better hit the kid because you know she's going to hit you. And she hit me, like, four times. I was like, ah. I was like, all right. Damn. Wow. So I, I was always curious about this. Like, what – What's Billy? Does Billy drive herself to these shows when when Mouse isn't there, or did you, like how does she? Because I usually see him with her. So this last one, it was her mom. So either her mom goes or Mouse goes. Like it's always one or the other. Uh, this last time it was me, her, her mom, and her boyfriend Marcus. We drove out there and drove back. Um, but it's usually either it's most of the times if it's a GCW weekend, it's usually I go down and meet Mouse at in Louisville and then me, him, Billy, and whoever else, usually it's Marcus and somebody else, whoever's riding out, will go to, you know, Jersey from there or however. Like that's how usually most of the trips go. But yeah, Billy's usually with one or the other or is always with one or the other, but she's driving now. So eventually she is going to be driving herself to her own bookings. But Mouse, I don't think Mouse is going to let that happen for a while. <laughs> he like he likes being there too much. I, I was wondering too, like, because, you know, obviously there's big news with Nick Wayne signing with AEW recently. And then my wheels start turning and I'm like, Marcus Mathers, Billy Stark, Starboy Charlie, like these, like these literal kids, teenagers that are like so talented. And uh, I was wondering to myself, like, I wonder what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat, picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket, outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. If Billy winds up in AEW, if that'll be a package deal and Mouse goes there too. I mean, at this point, probably, like, it would make sense, right? Just, like, have Robert there, and he gets unlimited road trip donuts, and he's just back there with, like, the ice cream cones. It's like, oh, that's out of pool. Or, like, whatever. I could definitely see that. Um, I don't know. Like, the kids that, like, anybody that knows Billy knows she's really, really talented and really, really good. So it's like, all right, what's the kid going to do? Um, I think she has unlimited possibilities. I think she definitely wants to go to Japan for a year, you know, I think that's one of her big goals after talking to her, but who knows? You know what I mean? Um, I know, I know Mouse is like, all right, kid, you're the, you're the breadwinner. Let's go. Let's go. He's like, he's like, this is my retirement package right here. But you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like it, you never know. You never know what could happen. Um, but yeah, I think it definitely should be a package deal. <laughs> Mouse well, can at least take some photos in the back. That's what, I'm, that, that's what I'm saying. Like they get a great photographer out of it as well. A great wrestler and a great photographer. Two, two for one deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's an okay photographer, better person, but <laughs> can't put him over too much, as you said. He'll, he'll see this and he'll call you soft, and then oh no, he's down. already going to call me soft. He's really soft. <laughs> he put me over too much, nerd. <laughs> uh, what was it like being being in Hammerstein and that whole atmosphere? And, and you, you mentioned GCW was a big part of your career in the pandemic, playing a role in who you are now. And then they make it to Hammerstein, and you're part of that. What was that like? Um, it was it was r- pretty surreal. Like uh, there was there were the only thing I kept telling myself is there's going to be more people watching this live in person than there are living in my hometown. <laughs> and like to me, like that was the craziest thing. I was like, holy shit, like there's more people in this building watching me do something that like a lot of, not a lot of people didn't believe in me, but like a lot of people were like, ah, that's kind of weird. Like that's going to be your life choices. You're going to be a professional. Wrestler. So I was like, okay, so like I'm wrestling now in front of more people than the people that were telling me like, don't ever do this. I think like, that was so surreal. And then like um, the Radrick or riot thing started happening where like people were like wanting me to be on the show. And I was like, that's sick. Like, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a very weird person where I, I think I bother a lot of people just by like existing. And so like, I'm very socially like awkward, I feel. And like, I just think a lot of people don't like me as a person, which again, is just social anxieties and like mental health stuff. But like, it was really cool to see that many people like believe in me and want to see me there. Like it was a, such a big show, like with other stars and like to have my own like little thing where people are just like, yo, we want to see this, you know, weirdo from Spencer, Indiana, that like always wanted to be a wrestler and everybody thought he was a weird guy for wanting to be a wrestler. Like it was a really cool thing to happen. And like coming out for my entrance and just seeing all like the little like Roger Variety signs pop up. And I was like 200 of those things. I was like, what the shit is going on? Like <laughs> it was, I don't know. It was, it was really humbling. It was really, really sick. It was really cool. Well, you, you, I'm just you, a dude, you know, 
Oh yeah, but dude, you're you're so much fun to watch, man. Like, I, you know, you, you're talking about you always wanted to be a wrestler, and you know, me being such a fan of what you do in the ring. Like, who are some of the influences that you'd say kind of like formed your style of wrestling? Um, you know, I, I really loved uh, Paul London and Rey Mysterio growing up. I thought those guys were always undersized, but like they were always really, really good. Like London was. <laughs> London was just so crisp in the ring from a, like a long, long time. Um, but like, as like my, the first ever independent wrestler I ever watched was a guy by the name of JC Bailey, who was a technical wrestler that did that specialized in death matches. So like, um, I take a lot of influence from him because I really want to be a guy that can do both. He leaned more to the death match side of things than he did the technical wrestling. So I'm trying to be like the more of the opposite where I'm a technical wrestler that like when I do the death matches, like it makes sense. Uh, or like, it's really, or it, I do it well, hopefully. Um, but guys like that guys like uh speedball, Mike Bailey, you know, I, he whenever his first PWG run was like, right when I was getting into like, uh, like, Oh, I want to try to be a wrestler. Like he was such a good martial artist and his like fluidity of strikes and how he pieced things together and how there was no wasted motion. Like, that's something I can admire. And like, I was like, man, like, that's really good. Like that's a guy that whenever he wrestles, it's crisp. You know what I mean? And you want to watch it cause he's sat good and he's only gotten better. Like his, he's already back in the States and he's fucking killing it. So it's pretty sick. You, you mentioned uh, mental health and social anxiety. And I, I relate a lot to, to that and feeling like, Oh, nobody really wants me here or likes me or anything. And a lot of it, it's just, it's all in our head. Because yeah. a lot of people tell us we're great, and you know, you, I, 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 we all have friends and everything, and they tell us, "Hey, you're really good. I really enjoy hanging out with you." And in your own mind, you're just like, "No, no one really wants me." Like, how do you, how do you take care of your mental health? I guess, and I know that's a maybe a wide ranging question, but for you, um, it's a it's a constant battle. Like, but it's not like a bad thing. Like, honestly, it's more than anything. It's keeping a constant upkeep. So a lot of things I'll wake up and I'll just tell myself, you know, I'm grateful for what I'm grateful for. So like, I'll just be like, okay, I'm grateful for this and that. And like, um, whenever I get to wrestling shows and like, I'll talk to the people I love, like that I know love me. Like I talk to people that I not care about, like I know care for me. I'll talk to guys like Big Vin or Jordan Oliver or Blake Christian or Alex Zane or like, or Effie or people that I know like genuinely care about me as a person. It's like, all right, I know no matter what, like, these are people that do care and I could go talk to. And it's like, all right, if I need an honest opinion, I know I can go to Jordan Oliver and talk to him about whatever we need to talk about. Like that's one of my guys. And so it's like, those are the things I'm doing to keep myself centered. It's like, all right, like I do have people that care about me. I'm not this, this weirdo that like talks a lot and like can rant and like, and I'm sure you guys can tell, like I go on rants. It's just what I do. Cause I just talk and talk and talk. Um, but it's just like, it's cool because like I'm really I try to be really grateful for everything I get to do. I'm a really lucky guy. Like I said, I'm a small town redneck from Spencer, Indiana, that definitely should not be. You know, I, nobody should have ever paid for a plane ticket for me to go wrestle, but it's happened. It somebody literally took time out of their day to buy a two hundred dollar plane ticket for me to go do something across. You know, you know that's fourteen hours away to do something that I love. Like that is more than what I ever thought of as a kid. So like everything from that is just, you know, I'm really grateful. 
and I just want to work hard and, you know, do much more bigger things that way. So hopefully, you know, another small town kid just looks at another redneck like me. It's like, oh, like, it's cool. You can do cool things. So like that's those are the things that like I try to remind myself is that I've done way more than I probably should have and I probably will do hopefully more cool things. And I'm just going to be the best person I can be while doing that. I try to be a really, you know, positive person. I think it comes off as fake sometimes, but I'm really trying to be, uh, I don't know, a good person. No, again, I rant. No, 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 you really, you are, you're completely fine. And like, I, and very relating is you try to be positive and, but then you think like you're too positive and it does come off as fake. And like, it's, you're right. Like it is a battle. And I, I just wanted to tell you, like, I think everything you have, you've said today and your, your rants, which I don't see as rants as all, like all of it, it comes off across very genuine and you not knowing you before this conversation, not even like not knowing you wrestling wise to the level, especially like Jensen has, like I've found this whole conversation, like just great. And you're already now, like I like you even more as a wrestler on top of as a person, just doing this interview. And I hope other people uh, find that as well. But I, I think you're a great person on top of being a great wrestler. I appreciate that. I try my best. I'm I'm not perfect, but I definitely try. I don't know. There's spread and do good. is like my life motto. Or like the, I thought a quote was just like spread and do good. So that's all I try to do. I definitely, I had some like bad mentors early on in wrestling that definitely didn't help out a lot. And so I'm definitely just trying to be something where it's like, I don't want anybody ever to have a reason to be like, oh, Cole Radjic was like a dick to me because I saw him at a show and he didn't talk to me or I talked, wanted to say something to him or ask him to watch my match or anything like that. And like, I'm getting to a weird point where like people are asking me to watch their matches and I'm like, I'm nobody, but I will watch it and, you know, we'll see whatever. I don't know. I just want to be good and do good. That's it. Yeah. Well, it's all, it's all super inspiring, man. And, uh, you know, you said that you feel like you've already kind of like accomplished so much and you're grateful for so much. Well, like what else is on kind of your bucket list? What goals do you have? What, uh, you're, you're out there winning championships with unsanctioned pro champ. Um, you got, you got like some dream matches that, that you really want. You got any companies you haven't worked for that you're really looking forward to maybe, you know, mixing up in soon. Uh, there's, there's a couple things I definitely have on my bucket list. Um, I'll, there's a couple matches that are going to be happening many a weekend that I think are going to be pretty, uh, that are bucket list matches. So I don't want to list them off, but I think, I think it'll be pretty, they'll be pretty cool. Um, more than anything, I just want to wrestle more. I, 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 I'm very lucky to wrestle as I wrestle like once, probably, I probably wrestle twice a weekend, every weekend for the past, you know, three, four months. And then it looks like I'm going to continue to do that. And I love doing that. I just legitimately just want to wrestle more as much as I can. Um, I want to wrestle. I don't know. Um, I think a big goal this year would be to do something like AEW dark or something along those lines. Um, but I'm, I'm at the point where I, right now I legitimately, I just want to be, I don't, I don't know. There's, it's, it's a weird way to say this. Cause like, it sounds like I'm being like a mark or whatever, or a mark for myself. But it's like, at the end of the day, like I want to build such a good reputation for myself as an in-ring wrestler by the end of this year, where it's like, oh yeah, Cole Radrick's like one of the, one of those guys. Like I want to be, that's, that's where I'm working to is I just want to be a clean established professional wrestler where it's like, all right, well, 
if Cole Rogers saw the show, like I'm fucking watching this show. Like I, this is all right. He's like the guy I got to watch. Um, but yeah, something like AEW dark or something with impact or some, uh, anything like that, like something with like a TV company was definitely like, uh, a goal, just not even like a contract or anything. I, it's just like, I want to get to that spot and, you know, test myself in, in that environment. Cause like, I've always been one of those guys, like I rise to the occasion and it's, even if I, even if I fail, I'm going to fail on my fucking sword and I'm going to try my hardest. You know what I mean? So I think those would be the goals. Um, definitely got some ideal matches that I want to happen and that may or may not be happening. So just kind of seeing what happens from there. Uh, my last one for you and nothing to do with wrestling, but what is that yeah. picture in, in the background? This? Yes. Uh, so that is a photo of Assembly Hall, which is the IU basketball stadium in Bloomington, Indiana. Uh, so it's here. Um, I think I can move the camera <laughs> a little bit. We can get a – it's from my uncle. Uh, so it's hanging in there, but it's the basketball stadium. That that's what I thought it was, and especially yeah. when you mentioned Indiana, and I just wanted to to get confirmation. Is that an Ali photo? We're just gonna take yep. a core. We got, a tour yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, just, we'll just do a tour. <laughs> so we got an Ali photo. Um, this. So th- these are uh, Valentine stickers from Jonesy, part of his space, uh, one of his space boxes. Nice. So shout out JonesyCollectibles.com. Um, this is so this photo right here is a autographed Mankind photo with Paul Bear. So what's funny about that is um, he did a comedy show in Bloomington, Indiana, the night of my very, very first uh, training session, uh, like ever. So when I, or not ever, but like, so I trained once when I was 16. I signed like a four-year contract with like a very local, like shady promoter. That's a whole story in itself. Um, But whenever I like truly started training at New Wave Pro, I went to the comedy show with Mick Foley. And I was like, hey, man, like, I'm going to train to be a wrestler. He's like, ah, well, hey, man, good luck. And so, like, I took a photo with him and I got that 8 by 10 And I was like, all right, sick. Like, now I have at least something that's like, all right, this is from my day one of, like, wrestling training. So that was a cool story about that. I got I got some Dale Earnhardt stuff, but I don't nice. know if we want the full tour. I got wrestling posters. Um, yeah, this is so my living room is a man cave. My girlfriend has, like, the upstairs loft. But, yeah. <laughs> I love yeah, it. I love it. I'm the same kind of way. My living room is just like Minnesota Viking stuff, UFC. I mean, this is my living room. We got like UFC posters in here over my shoulder and stuff. So I, I respect it, man. I, I love that kind of stuff. Um, I got a couple uh, UFC posters at, I think it's at my dad's, but I'm just like, man, I don't know if I have enough space. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, you know, you were just mentioning this, guys, we kind of close up this, uh, this interview here. You were mentioning, you know, you want to be one of those guys that people look to and it's like Cole's on the show. I got to watch that show. You're already one of those guys for me, man. And I, I know I'm not alone. And there's a lot of us out there that are, that are out there that are ratty daddy fans and we want to see you everywhere. And, uh, and I guess kind of a last question for you. It's a pretty generic question, but it's a question I'm like legitimately interested every time I ask it as a fan of wrestling yourself, what's your favorite match you've ever watched? Damn. Uh, so I don't know if it's just because it has a historic remembrance, well, like not historic, but like just like a special spot. Uh, Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, the opening of WrestleMania 21 is such a really, really good, clean technical match. Like they had a re- obviously the Halloween Havoc matches, you know, it's there. Um, but like besides Mysterio's mask, like going all over the place because like he had like this weird strap system on it. Um, 
Like, it was such a very good technical match. And it was, like, it was a really good I was like, man, this match is so, like, awesome. Like, Rey Mysterio is so cool. He's doing all of his best hits. Like, Eddie Guerrero is being freaking Eddie Guerrero. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. Like, that's probably, like, one of my favorite matches. Um, definitely, you know, uh, Sean, Ric Flair. You know, I'm sorry. I love you. Perfect ending super kick. Uh, yeah. Man, JC Bailey versus Chris uh, Chris Cash from TOD three. That's my favorite de- one of my favorite death matches of all time. Um, so yeah, like those are like the matches where I'm like, oh yeah, like that was really sick. Like I was like growing up, like those three matches were like, all right, these are what I'm gonna watch like all the time. So those were probably the three. And I I do want to say like I do appreciate uh, you because I know you have been a very very big fan of mine. You've definitely retweeted a lot of my stuff. Um, Definitely did not know what I did to get such an appreciation from you. Uh, so I do appreciate it. Like I do tell people a lot, like I do appreciate the love people give out to me. It, it does mean a lot to me. So I appreciate you, my man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you for real. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. And, and it's honestly, it's cause I, I just see how hard you work, man. Like your, your, your effort just really, really shows through and your, your skill set is just, it's unique. Like I, I love the way you mix up your technical wrestling and just how we've used the word kind of utility, but like you really are the utility guy for me. Like just there, there are a few people out there that like, when I hear their name, I'm like, this person is going to make the show they're on better no matter what. And you're just one of those guys for me, man. So I'm, I'm happy to to promote you as much as I can. And I was really happy that we can get you on the show today because I wanted to talk to you for a while, but uh, this just wound up working out perfect with you having that GCW death match recently and us talking about you on the show recently. So it's like, we talked about you. Now we get everyone to, you know, they get to hear from you this week. So I, I, I really appreciate it as well, man. Hey, I appreciate the opportunity to come on and talk with you guys for real. Like, uh, you know, um, I don't know. It's again, it's one of those things. Like I'm really, just really, really grateful for the position that I'm in and like the journey. And it's pretty sick that I get to talk to somebody that one is like been like a, like a big supporter of me for a while. And like, you know, I'm a big fan of Fightful. So like it's sick in both ways. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, we appreciate you you joining us, Cole. When Jensen said, you know, you were down to it. I was excited. Can not, I'm not the, the king of the Indies. Why? Uh, like uh, Jensen is over here, but. Well, by the uh, way, I'm not, I'm not, there are people far <laughs> dude. like when, like I'll just put it out there. When I am looking for answers, I turn to Dylan Hales. That's kind of like my, like yeah. my source of like, if I don't know it, Dylan will know it. So like, I don't consider yeah. myself like the king of like the Indies or whatever. Nothing like that. Dylan there are definitely people. Yeah, there are definitely people that I look towards. So like, that's no way more than me. I appreciate the compliment though, Jeremy. I mean, I know you're just trying to be nice, but <laughs> um, but I was excited for for you to come on, especially after talking uh, about you last week with the with the death match and everything. And I appreciate this this interview and how honest you were and all the stories. And we got to get you back on to talk about this four year contract that you oh, that you signed nice. early in your career. <laughs> he showed up on my he showed up on my sixteenth birthday, like legitimately. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right you're, you're welcome back anytime you want and we're just, we're gonna do the four-year contract story and we're gonna we're gonna get to the bottom of all of this <laughs> Cole, let the people know life. where where uh they can find you at so it's at cole radrick on twitter at cole radrick on instagram pretty nice pretty simple like again you can probably tell not a genius so my twitter at and my instagram at is very very simple I'm going to have some new merch coming out, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, so, yeah, I'm pretty easy to find. Uh, shout out Russell Nerds for my sick-ass T-shirt. 
they all they have like these really dope shirts that they just hooked me up with so go check them out they're really dope people um but yeah that's where you can find me pretty simple pretty easy pretty bland sorry <laughs> again thank you cole for for doing this we really appreciate it guys we'll be right back in just a second here on the What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. 